if you don't have time to read the news in the morning on your way to work or school or wherever you go, then this podcast is going to give you a bunch of headlines and brief summaries of a bunch of different articles. Last night I was hanging out with the guys watching boxing, but we turned the news on at, I think, 10 o'clock when the news came on. And uh, they mentioned that crime went up in Chicago in July 2020. I think it was like historic like shootings or killings or homicides, whatever it was. I don't think it was I don't think it was all shootings, but there was a lot of people that got shot. Here here in the Sun Times it says Chicago sees a hundred and thirty nine percent jump in murders, an uptick in shootings in July of twenty twenty. Oh here it says July saw the largest mass shooting in recent Chicago history, along with at least fifty eight minors shot. And the article says murders more than doubled last month in Chicago compared to the same month last year, according to the new data released by Chicago police. Although the police still reported that overall crime in the city has decreased so far this year. Well, they said crime. They didn't say shootings or killings. Maybe there's more people getting killed. I don't know. The, uh, it says the 105 murders reported in July are a nearly 139% increase from the 44 reported in July of 2019, according to police data released Saturday. The 406 shootings, shooting incidents last month were a 75% increase from the 232 reported in the same month-to-month comparison. Oh, but here it says that murders are up 51% from the same point last year, along with 47% increase in shootings, police said. The month opened up uh, in July, a bloody 4th of July weekend that saw 79 people shot across the city, 15 of them fatally. I heard from some channel or from somebody that mentioned that a lot of the shootings of uh, children were accident, like cross uh, shooting or misfires, you know, like kids were sitting in their living room and dancing and getting shot from the window because, you know, gangs were fighting outside or drug wars or whatever it was. But I also heard from somebody that said that a lot of time gang members will go after other gang members' families, like kids and wives and family, whatever, you know. But I don't know how true it is. And it was just that article, um, or those articles, uh, in June of 2020, where New York had shootings increased 130%. So it looks like Chicago got New York beat by 9%, because Chicago's 139 and New York's got 130. But we're comparing um, the month of July in Chicago and the month of June in New York. And this is happening during the Black Lives Matter protests. So there's out there, there's people out there uh, burning, burning buildings and knocking down statues and running Black Lives Matter everywhere, and TV programs and everybody talking about it, putting it everywhere, and all of a sudden their people are killing each other more. How is that possible? What is the rationale for that? Yeah, people are able to, you know, go and write on buildings and put graffiti, bust in the stores, and loot stores, and then write Black Lives Matter on the sidewalk and change uh, street signs, and then today. Or yesterday, I think it was, there was a guy that was in New York that was painting over the Black Lives Matter um, graffiti in the street uh, with white paint. There's a video of him. There's videos of him doing it, and he was arrested for it. And they call they call the the uh, Black Lives Matter graffiti in the street. They call it a mural. <laughs> but when people put graffiti wherever they want in public spaces, um, I guess it's uh, it's whatever you can get away with. If somebody went and drew All Lives Matter over the street, I'm sure they would get arrested for it. If they're painting over Black Lives Matter in the street, they're going to get arrested for it. 
I mean, cars are eventually going to drive over these uh, painted signs in the street, right? And so, and like garbage is going to go all over them. I guess it depends on where you stand politically. I mean, if people could go around and knock down statues, even of uh, slave abolitionists, and burn um, uh, religious books, they could get away with that. How come they can't get away with painting over Black Lives Matter? How come only these guys get arrested and the other ones don't? Because, you know, it's, it's depending on where uh, you stand politically. We're living in dangerous times with the radical left. So you got to watch what you say and watch what you do. Because it's all about power. So you have to be humble and watch what you say around these wild people because they will attack you or arrest you or whatever. But if you watch the guy that was painting over the Black Lives Matter uh, sign in the uh, street in New York, he seemed a little kind of weird, you know? I guess just as weird as the people that put it there. Say, this is my house. I can do what I want to it. Say stuff like that in a public space. But, you know, whatever. What else we got in the news? Oh, I see another article here about a shooting in uh, Chicago. And it even has a tweet by uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. She says, when a nine-year-old when, when a nine-year-old's life is ended by a bullet, we must all be outraged. These deaths are not mere statistics, and prayers alone will not soothe a broken heart. And the title of the article is, A nine-year-old boy was fatally shot on the last day of a deadly July in Chicago. This uh, nine-year-old boy was heading to a friend's house when he was fatally shot in Chicago in the waning hours of July, a violent munch which police say the numbers of the murders in the city jumped nearly 140% from the previous year. The father of Junari, Andre Rick, said the boy was going to a, get a game controller from a friend when he was shot multiple times around 6 p.m. Friday on the near south side. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. So why would they shoot this kid multiple times in the street? That's crazy. I heard he was like a really smart kid. That doesn't make sense why they shoot a nine-year-old kid on this multiple times. Like I said a couple minutes ago, sometimes it's not uh, a, stro a stray bullet or, you know, a misfire. It's, it's somebody that's uh, in a rival gang or in a territory or somebody else or something like that. Why would they shoot the kid so many times? They, sh they really ought to be talking about ideology reform instead of police reform. And they say that the police said they had seized more than 5,600 illegal guns and made 3,700 gun arrests so far this year of 2020, a 5% increase from 2019. But I don't think people are shooting guns because they like the sound of guns. But I think it's they're shooting because of an ideology. Like they say, you could take the uh, people out of the city, but you can't take the city out of the people, right? You heard something like that before. Because it's the ideology. It's the mannerisms. It's the stuff they hear on TV and in the news and through their friends and in their rap songs and stuff like that. <laughs> Just imagine if all those, those guys that are um, gangbangers and drug dealers and drug addicts were listening to smooth jazz. There's no way they were out doing drive-bys listening to smooth jazz. They were listening probably to rap music, I assume. They had a particular attitude and it had a particular ideology to it. But whatever, I, what do I know? Let's go to let's see what else in the news. I see this crazy stuff on Twitter about Elon Musk. There's lots of stuff here just from today alone. There's lots of people talking to or about Elon Musk. One little kid with a bunch of kids or people behind him, he's holding a sign that says, Why spend billions of money, or billions of dollars, to go to Mars when we can use it to rebuild the Earth? And then somebody replied to that guy and said, Hey, he wants to do what he wants to do with his own money. And then I guess somebody else sent uh, Elon Musk uh, 
something they were talking uh, earlier about how the aliens did not build the pyramids. They were Egyptians, and they said they weren't slaves either. Darn it, they were just regular Egyptians. But what does that person know? Anyways, I think Elon Musk is pretty cool. I saw him on Joe Rogan a few months ago, or whenever that was, when he had that, when he sat with um, Joe Rogan on the podcast. And I guess today Elon Musk was um, celebrating the return of the Crew Dragon spacecraft with the astronauts Doug Hurley and Bob Behnken. I guess they were on a mission uh, that lasted 64 days, 1,124 orbits of Earth, and 27.1 million miles. Here's an article that says that Behnken has now logged 93 days in orbit on the three space missions, and Hurley has spent 92 days in space on his three space flights. This all has to do with that SpaceX stuff, I guess. Okay, what else in the news? Oh, here's a little article that talks about Microsoft um, trying to buy TikTok again. And this particular site, I'm looking at the shares, the Microsoft shares do a little jig on possible TikTok acquisition. And I see a comment down here on the bottom, it's funny. It's funny to read some of the comments. Somebody said, it seems Bill and Melinda must have found another way to deliver their vaccines, possibly through TikTok now. Listen to all these conspiracy theory people. I love it. Funny. But here's another comment to somebody. says, uh, if Microsoft buys TikTok, it will still be managed and developed by the same communist people. And Microsoft will still have the ability to submit unlimited funds into U.S. political campaigns. The, Chine- the Chinese Communist Party will have Microsoft employees under its control. Then that comment um, ends with, John Roberts really screwed us with Citizens United. Now, I see three articles here that I can read on this, and each one of them says a little bit different. Okay, here's the first article from the uh, ZeroHedge.com. It says, Microsoft says talks to buy TikTok are back on as White House ups pressure. Then there's another site from uh, Forbes that says Microsoft renews its pursuit of TikTok after talking with Trump. And then from the bbc.co.uk, it says the uh, Microsoft pauses talks on TikTok US deal. So which one do we look at? Which perspective do we want to read? Oh, I see here the, um, the Zero Hedge says that the word on the street, according to the Wall Street Journal, is that the Microsoft and TikTok owner ByteDance were on the cusp of a deal for the software giant to buy TikTok's business, which encompasses all global markets except China, when President Trump's comment about borrowing the app from the U.S., which followed repeated hints that the administration was looking into some kind of action, prompted both sides to put things on hold, barring, uh, barring more concrete guidance from the administration. And they're saying here that apparently the OK has been handed down because Microsoft, which has, until now, refused to comment on the record about the purported deal, has reportedly just affirmed that it's moving ahead with deal talks to potentially buy TikTok, which a private group of investors recently valued at $50 billion. $50 billion for an app, that's crazy. The deal, the deal may involve outside investors from the U.S. as well. Man, I'm going to start making applications, man. $50 billion for an app. That's crazy. The concluding paragraph says, In sum, at a time when Congress is beating the tech antitrust drum louder than any other time since the late 1990s during the landmark Microsoft antitrust case, 
the tech giant, which has mar a market cap of $1.6 trillion and already owns one social media platform with more than a half a billion members. LinkedIn is about to get even bigger. Yeah, LinkedIn is owned by uh, Microsoft. But LinkedIn, I think, is only for, like, job uh, people, uh, business uh, conversations, right? I think I have, like, a comedic profile on LinkedIn. I made it, like, 20 years ago. It's just some some weird thing that I wanted to see what it was, so I just made some crazy uh, profile. And it still exists. Sure, people look me up on there and they're like, what the heck is this? But whatever. It's owned by Microsoft. Here's another article here that says, Lord & Taylor uh, files from bankruptcy, becoming the latest retail casualty of the coronavirus pandemic. They say that Lord & Taylor estimated both assets and liabilities in the range of $100 million to $500 million. Its filing in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Eastern District of Virginia showed and it also says that the big names that already filed for Chapter 11 include the J. Group, the J. Crew Group, and J.C. Penney, and Neiman Marcus in May, while Lucky Brand became a casualty of the pandemic in July. So these are uh, companies that are file, filing for bankruptcy. I guess for the last, you know, for a few months that they weren't selling huge amounts of uh, things, of items, they had to claim bankruptcy. That doesn't make sense. With like multi-million dollar companies, billion dollar companies maybe, right? And they all have uh, online uh, online stuff too. So how is that possible when people are still buying stuff online? Who knows? What else is in the news? Okay, I see here that there's a, uh, on the USA Today, I, th I thought there was going to be an article. There's not an article, it's only a video with a bunch of advertisement underneath it. And it says that in Southern California, wildfire continues to rage. I didn't know there's a... Uh, wildfire in California. It says thousands of people are under evacuation orders after a wildfire in the mountains east of Los Angeles exploded in size as crew battles or crews battle the flames in triple-digit heat. Oh, on the Guardian here it says that nearly 8,000 residents of Riverside County were told to evacuate their homes on Saturday. The county fire department said evacuation orders and advisories were issued for mountain, canyon, and football or foothill neighborhoods. Campgrounds and hiking trails were closed in the San Gorgonio Wilderness area of the San Bernardino National Forest. They dubbed the fire as the Apple Fire by local firefighters, they, they called it. Uh, I don't know why they called it the Apple Fire. There's a lot of apples there, I have no idea. But the fire dubbed the Apple Fire by the local firefighters was straddling Riverside and San Bernardino counties and consumed more than 23 square miles, about 60 square kilometers, of dry brush and timber, according to the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. Man, can you imagine living in those areas, just having like a regular day, and like the next day you find out like everything is burning around you? That would suck. Almost as bad as Antifa. I haven't checked out the Daily Sob in a long time, so here's the front page articles. It says 978 people, um, 978 more recovered from coronavirus in Turkey. And also here, there's um, there's a little side thing here. It says that two children killed by YPG and PKK mine in northern Syria. Man, it must be rough over there. They're planting mines. But you know, the, the PKK and the YPG are fighting for the uh, Kurdish people. And to them, they're good people for their, um, for their community. 
and in Turkey, Turkey views the PKK and YPG as terrorists. And both of them consider each other terrorists. Isn't that funny? But here the article says, at least two children have been killed in a mine blast in northern Syria. Turkey's national defense minister said in a statement last Sunday, the PKK-YPG terrorist organization once again showed its treacherous face. Two innocent children lost their lives as a result of the explosion of a mine laid by terrorists on the road by civilians in a village of Tel Abyad. Now it says Tel Abyad was cleared of terrorists last October during Turkey's Operation Peace Spring which was launched to eliminate YPG and PKK terrorists in the region east of the Euphrates River to secure Turkey's borders, aid in the safe return of uh, Syrian refugees, and ensure Syria's territorial integrity. But since then, Turkey has reached agreements with both the U.S. and Russia to force the terrorist group to withdraw from the planned terror-free zone. However, the YPG, the PKK, still carries out attacks in the districts of Tel Abyad and Ras Al Ain, despite pulling out areas under a deal reached by Ankara and Washington on October 17. But Turkey continues to counter uh, its counterterrorism operation against the PKK and its Syrian branch, the YPG. The defense ministry said Sunday that 10 PKK terrorists had been killed over the past 24 hours. Turkish jets killed the four PKK terrorists in airstrikes in the Zap region of northern Iraq, the ministry said. Our operations will continue until the last terrorist is neutralized, it said. Turkish authorities often use the term neutralized to imply the terrorist in the question surrendered, overkilled, and captured. In its more than 30-year terror campaign against Turkey, the PKK, listed as a terrorist organization by Turkey, the U.S. and European Union, has been responsible for the deaths of nearly 40,000 people, including women, children, and infants. But at the same time, the YPG and the y, uh, PKK say that Turkey is responsible for the deaths of lots of their people as well. But there's, I've seen on tw uh, some Twitter feeds of people on the ground in Syria, on like you know main roads, and uh, 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 Russian and Turk Turkish tanks would drive through, and and uh, civilians would throw rocks and like um, Molotov cocktail bombs. It's pretty wild how it works. That's why Trump is like, we're pulling out. I mean, they're going to be fighting like constantly. Each one is calling the other one a terrorist group. Each one wants power. It's it's insane. And it's all about ideology and power. Although the U.S. has worked with the PKK before, the PKK, PKK has helped the U.S., I think, in some uh, wars back in the day. And also Turkey is allies. So it's kind of like you're in the middle of two friends and two enemies at the same time. It's, it's kind of crazy. So Trump is like, we got to get out of there. Why are we spending you know, money there and the lives of our people over an ideology of other people? So anyways, what else we got in the news? Oh, and here's another uh, article here that the, um, says that Kurdish families are protesting PKK uh, members um, the demand the return of abducted children ahead of Kurban Bayram. Here, I'll read a little bit of this article. It says, Kurdish families who have been staging a sit-in protest in southeastern uh, Diyarbakir, province against the PKK terrorist group demand the return of their abducted children ahead of the Muslim holiday of Kurban Bayram. 
also referred to as Eid al-Adha, that begins Friday. But it says here in the middle of the article, so far 14 people have rejoined their families after fleeing from the PKK terrorist organization, offering hope to the 127 families that have been protesting. So that's crazy. They're abducting your children too. Wow. Ideologies and war are crazy. It screws up a lot of innocent people's lives. It's insane. But enough with uh, America and the Middle East. What's going on in Europe? I guess uh, there's uh, thousands of people in in Germany protesting against restrictions of the uh, coronavirus stuff. Isn't that funny? Lots of people are uh, against the restrictions. People are like, let us do what we want. Let us take our own... uh, our own chances. I mean, if people don't want to get sick and they're really afraid of it, they could stay home. The people that, you know, feel like, you know, they, they, they're they scared, they could stay home. They could work from home. But if people want to go outside, they should be able to let, uh, they should be able to go out freely however they want to, with mask or without mask. And the people don't want to wear a mask, they could. But it shouldn't be forced on everybody. So Germany is protesting, some people. And here's another article here. It's about Poland. It's it's hilarious. I know I like how Polish people are. They're fun. Um, it says the European Union has denied funding to six Polish towns that declared themselves to be LGBT free zones. So I guess they don't want no gay people in their towns in Poland. In announcing the decision on Thursday, the European Commission said it was affirming that the union stands for equality for all people. The European values and fundamental rights must be respected by member states and state authorities. So it's funny, you know, political stuff like this, you know. I feel bad for those six towns. So what does Poland have to do, right? Gay lives matter on uh, their streets their streets and their uh, billboards? Do they have to write lesbian lives matter on, every, uh, on everything that they open up on the internet and TV? Are they going to have to put gay lives matter in their windows when people drive by to see? <laughs> Well, here's here's a couple of paragraphs at the end of this. It says, while Polish attitudes towards homosexual homosexuality are slowly progressing, same-sex marriage is not legal, and the overwhelmingly Catholic country remains one of the most conservative and restrictive in Europe for LGBTQ people. Earlier this month, a city in the Netherlands severed ties with its sister city in Poland after later declared itself an LGBTQ uh, free zone. So now the Netherlands doesn't want to be friends with the uh, with Poland either because of this. What kind of craziness is this? You know, it's just the way people want to live. Let them live however they want to live. What a strange world we're living in, right? All these ideologies. I just tried looking up news in Sweden, and it seems like every single article is based off coronavirus. Crazy. But anyways, I think that's enough for the news. Let me see if I can find one more article. Well, here's Mexican news here. The first thing I read about here, it says a uh, 16-day-old baby recovers from coronavirus in Sonora. A baby who was born infected with the coronavirus has recovered 16 days after her birth. So that's some kind of news, huh? So I guess the mother had coronavirus, right? And so the baby did when the baby was born. And now the baby is over it. Okay, so what else we got in Mexico news? <laughs> And of course, I run into this other uh, LGBTQ thing. It says, sexual conversion therapies now illegal in Mexico City. The so-called conversion therapies that target LGBTQ 
plus people in an attempt to change their sexual identity are illegal in Mexico City starting this Friday. Medical personnel who attempt to employ such therapy will face up to five years in prison. The, confer, uh, the con uh, controversial practice often involves prayer and counseling, but at times also uses forms of torture to convince young gay people to adopt a heterosexual lifestyle. In the United States and parts of Europe, reconditioning techniques have used ice pick lobotemies, chemical castration, and nausea-inducing drugs to convert people from homosexuality. The degrading nature of many conversion therapy practices, including physical abuse, electric shock therapy, pseudo-medical procedures, and the use of anti-LGBT epithets and slurs, contribute to an overall dehumanizing environment toward person, persons with diverse sexual orientation or gender identity. What a crazy article. Why am I reading this? So far tonight, all, all that's in the news is gay people and coronavirus. I look at it all over my screen here. I guess that's clickbait, right? Because everybody wants to know. Or do they want to know or are they bored with it? They're like, well, I guess I'll have to read this since there's nothing else to read. Okay, I'll just read some of these headlines here. Mexico death toll overtakes the UK as the third highest in the world. I didn't think the uh, Mexico had, or the UK had more deaths than Mexico. That's crazy. And then here's another uh, article that says, Mexico's economy tanks by most on record in second quarter. So I guess the uh, GDP in Mexico is not doing great either. And Jose Antonio Yepes Ortiz, a powerful Mexico gang leader, had been arrested. So now the drugs and the gangs and prostitution in Mexico will finally end because the ideology is gone. I'll read a little bit of this article. It says, Mexican security forces have arrested the leader of Santa Rosa de Lima gang who spread violence through the north-central Mexico and fought a years-long turf battle with another powerful cr uh, criminal cartel. Officials in the state of Guanajuato said Jose Antonio Yepes Ortiz, better known by his nickname El Marro, which means the sledgehammer, was captured on Sunday along with five other people. Security forces have rescued a kidnapped local businesswoman during the operation and also secured an arsenal of weapons, the Guanajuato Attorney General's office said. A businesswoman, huh? Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine a businesswoman here being abducted? Just like a regular person? Isn't that crazy? Well, they do that stuff in Mexico. And obviously in uh, Syria, as we read earlier. Crazy. Anyways, that's it for the news. Adios.